Mark 11 As Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the towns of Bethpage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead. Go into that village over there, he told them. As soon as you enter it, you will see a young donkey tied there that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks, what are you doing? Just say, the Lord needs it and will return it soon. The two disciples left and found the colt standing in the street, tied outside the front door. As they were untying it, some bystanders demanded, what are you doing untying that colt? They said what Jesus had told them to say, and they were permitted to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments over it, and he sat on it. Many in the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him, and others spread leafy branches they had cut in the fields. Jesus was in the centre of the procession, and the people all around him were shouting, Praise God! Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Blessings on the coming kingdom of our ancestor David! Praise God in highest heaven. So Jesus came to Jerusalem and went into the temple. After looking around carefully at everything, he left because it was late in the afternoon. Then he returned to Bethany with the twelve disciples. The next morning as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. He noticed a fig tree in full leaf a little way off, so he went over to see if he could find any figs. But there were only leaves because it was too early in the season for fruit. Then Jesus said to the tree, May no one ever eat your fruit again. And the disciples heard him say it. When they arrived back in Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out the people buying and selling animals for sacrifices. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves and he stopped everyone from using the temple as a marketplace. He said to them, The scriptures declare, My temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. When the leading priests and teachers of religious law heard what Jesus had done, they began planning how to kill him. But they were afraid of him because the people were so amazed at his teaching. That evening, Jesus and the disciples left the city. The next morning, as they passed by the fig tree he had cursed, the disciples noticed it had withered from the roots up. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree on the previous day and exclaimed, Look, Rabbi, the fig tree you cursed has withered and died. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. But when you're praying, first forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against, so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Again they enter Jerusalem. As Jesus was walking through the temple area, the leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the elders came up to him. 
They demanded, by what authority are you doing all these things? Who gave you the right to do them? I'll tell you by what authority I do these things if you answer one question, Jesus replied. Did John's authority to baptize come from heaven, or was it merely human? Answer me. They talked it over among themselves. If we say it was from heaven, he will ask why we didn't believe John. But do we dare say it was merely human? For they were afraid of what the people would do, because everyone believed that John was a prophet. So they finally replied, we don't know. And Jesus responded, Then I won't tell you by what authority I do these things. Mark 12, verses 18 to 44. Then Jesus was approached by some Sadducees, religious leaders who say there is no resurrection from the dead. They posed this question. Teacher, Moses gave us a law that if a man dies, leaving a wife without children, his brother should marry the widow and have a child who will carry on the brother's name. Well, suppose there were seven brothers. The oldest one married and then died without children. So the second brother married the widow, but he also died without children. Then the third brother married her. This continued with all seven of them, and still there were no children. Last of all, the woman also died. So tell us, whose wife will she be in the resurrection? For all seven were married to her. Jesus replied, Your mistake is that you don't know the scriptures, and you don't know the power of God. For when the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. In this respect, they will be like the angels in heaven. But now, as to whether the dead will be raised, haven't you ever read about this in the writings of Moses, in the story of the burning bush? Long after Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had died, God said to Moses, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. So he is the God of the living, not the dead. You have made a serious error. One of the teachers of religious law was standing there listening to the debate. He realized that Jesus had answered well, so he asked, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? Jesus replied, The most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. The teacher of religious law replied, Well said, teacher. You have spoken the truth by saying that there is only one God and no other. And I know it is important to love him with all my heart and all my understanding and all my strength and to love my neighbor as myself. This is more important than to offer all of the burnt offerings and sacrifices required in the law. 
Realizing how much the man understood, Jesus said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. Later, as Jesus was teaching the people in the temple, he asked, Why do the teachers of religious law claim that the Messiah is the son of David? For David himself, speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit in the place of honor at my right hand, until I humble your enemies beneath your feet. Since David himself called the Messiah my Lord, how could the Messiah be his son? The large crowd listened to him with great delight. Jesus also taught, Beware of these teachers of religious law, for they like to parade around in flowing robes and receive respectful greetings as they walk in the marketplaces. And how they love the seats of honor in the synagogues and the head table at banquets. Yet they shamelessly cheat widows out of their property and then pretend to be pious by making long prayers in public. Because of this, they will be more severely punished. Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched as the crowds dropped in their money. Many rich people put in large amounts. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contributions. For they gave a tiny part of their surplus, but she, poor as she is, has given everything she had to live on. So today when I was thinking about what photo am I going to share with you for this episode, I was thinking about how God created the heavens and the earth, he spoke them into existence. And as I think about that, I am just in awe. He really is an awesome God. And thinking about speaking about sound, As I was looking through images, I found a perfect companion for that thought. So today's photo is from Helsinki, Finland. Now, if you've ever been to Finland, you will know that it is full of trees. I I think there are more trees in Finland than I've ever seen anywhere else. It's also full of water, and that combination is a beautiful one. Finland really is a gorgeous place. And so Helsinki is on the water. It's on the coast of the Baltic Sea. Now there's a monument there dedicated to Jean Sibelius, who's a famous Finnish composer who died um, late 50s. His signature piece is Finlandia, how very apt. And in Helsinki, there is a beautiful monument as a dedication to him. So because he was all about music, this piece is created to look like a sound wave, a three-dimensional sound wave that looks like it's made out of organ pipes. 
But when you look at them closely, you realize that the pipes have etchings on them that make them look like birch trees, silver birch trees, which is the national tree of Finland. So these massive pipes are stacked together. You can climb underneath that monument. I think it's about 30 feet high, maybe, in total. But it's on kind of like a mound. So you look up, kind of not through the tubes, but you you get to see the, the dimension of everything. And there's about 600 pipes, and they're all stacked together. And they truly are just beautiful. I mean, the the solidness of the structure, yet its delicate beauty, is really something to behold. So when I took the picture, I'm standing lower down, and you get to see the the shadow underneath the pipes. But above everything is a beautiful sky. And if you've listened to other episodes, you'll know how much I love clouds. So... To me, this image is just wonderful. The blue of the sky, the the silver of the steel, and the beauty of the, the green trees behind it. So as I was taking this picture, there was a, a tour bus that appeared. And <laughs> very quickly the place became overrun by folks with their smartphones, their selfie sticks, uh, taking videos, doing their Instagram stories, whatever they were doing. I don't know, but it went from being really nice and peaceful to being very loud and busy with folks um, chatting in a language that I didn't understand they were doing their V hand signs as they were doing their pictures. And, and as soon as they had really appeared, they disappeared. It was just rather strange, to be honest. But as I was taking these pictures and I saw them coming, it was kind of like, okay, I'm going to exit out now. And I made my way down to the the water that was really nice because there was a cafe down there there was kayaks and there were some really cute ducks whenever there's water around me I'm just soothed by that I, I love the water I love to look at the water I don't really like to be in the water but I love to look at it And so from that respect, Helsinki is wonderful because there is so much water there and the city isn't super built up. So you you really still feel in touch with nature in many parts of it. So it's a beautiful art installation and I wanted to share it with you. To download the photo from today's episode or any of the other episodes, visit ttlm.pictures.com.